Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is not affiliated with the developers who have created the games being reviewed. The reviews are solely the opinions of the hosts to be used to make an educated decision on what games to download and play. gamers and welcome to budget arcade a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games i'm scott i'm jeff and i'm mark and welcome to episode number 61 just to recap we play a free-to-play video game for every other week and then we rate and review it mark what was this week's game uh so this week we played legends of Terra. that's developed by riot games who all of you probably do know that uh developed league of legends which this game draws all its inspiration from uh, it's a digital car- uh, collectible card game and it was released this year for iOS, Android, and the PC. Before Jeff jumps in here, uh, we are going to, of course, liken it to other card games. Probably not too much. And one in particular, I would say, would be Hearthstone, of course. Right. Um, mainly because this has a similar mana system right. where it progresses up by one each round with a maximum of 10. Difference though between this and Hearthstone is this has a secondary mana pool that is only for spells that any unused mana from a previous round will be saved into that spell pool with a maximum of three. The other card game I would liken this to would be Yu-Gi-Oh. The phases in this game are very similar to that card game. Gameplay. So I haven't played a ton of card games outside of a little bit of Magic and actually Star Trek The Next Generation, the card game. I played that one a little bit back in the day. But this, I really like the systems here. So this is a 1v1 collectible card game. You draw so many cards and blah, 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 blah. And you spend your mana according to the mana on the cards. Now, the difference... Deck sizes are 40. Right. And you have mentioned it being close to Yu-Gi-Oh. I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh before, so this is kind of new to me. It takes a... Turns are almost like a wrong way to put it. I would say you have rounds. You have a round when you're the attacker, and then you have a round where you're the defender. And then within those rounds, you have... Yu-Gi-Oh. Within those rounds, you have turns. So let's say I'm attacking and Scott is defending. I would go first as the attacker and play a card when you play a unit it goes onto your bench kind of like the pokemon card game and on the field 
is the attackers. So when you play a card, it goes to your bench, not to the attacker field. And then the turn jumps over to the defender and they have a chance to play a card where they could play a spell or they could play a unit and put on their bench. The attacker gets the ability to initiate battle. So when he comes now within that same round, it goes back and forth and back and forth until both parties pass because they don't want to make any more actions or can't within that phase you can initiate attack as the attacker and you do this by dragging a unit from your bench into the field of play you can drag every i think there's a limit what five or six units you can maybe have on the in the actual you can have six units on your bench at a time six units on your bench and probably six units actually thrown on the field correct okay and so you can ask the attacker if you have six units on your bench you can throw all of them to onto your field with no additional mana cost you only need to spin the mana to get them onto your bench. And or summon them. To summon them. Thank you. Now, once those you've decided, okay, I'm going to attack with two or four or six, it goes back to the defender and they get a choice to place their blocking. And they can choose who blocks who. There are some rules that change that depending on the card types, but they can choose who blocks who. And any damage that doesn't get blocked goes to your what is it called? Your Nexus, which is your 20 hit health pool. Once that's to zero or below, you lose. Now that's not to mean any overflow damage, although there's a way to do that based on card types. But if you have a, a card that has 15 attack and two defense, and it attacks a card that's one and one, as long as that card gets attacked and killed, that damage doesn't pass on to the Nexus unless they have a trait that allows it to do so. You repeat, the, so once I finish my attack and we've both passed, the other person starts theirs and the, and the cycle starts over again. There's a lot going on here. I'm going to try to give you just the basics. You also can cast spells and there's three types of spells. There's burst, which take immediate effect. There's slow, which can only be cast outside of combat and your opponent gets a chance to counter and fast spells which have to be cast or i think they can be cast out of combat but they they um they can be cast in combat unlike slow spells but your opponent again That's gets correct. a chance to counter and then there's also a leveling up system so you have your units but you also have i think you said there are legends or champions champions is what they're called in the game yeah so you have your champions which are a sort of like your your carries you those are your flagship units and each of those have a certain criteria that if you meet the card actually levels up now it only levels up once it's not like a rpg but it gains some additional stat bonuses and effects uh certain cards summon other units there's other statuses like overwhelm which will any unblocked damage would hit the nexus so if that five attacker attacks someone with one defense full one would kill that defender and then four would go to the nexus. Uh, you have uh, elusive, which can only be blocked by another elusives. You have quick attack, which their attacks attack first as opposed to the defenders. So they have a chance to kill without receiving and that's only damage. If you're attacking. Yeah. If you're attacking. Um, yeah. So much of the, your gameplay benefits on whether you're an attack or defense and you have to pay attention to that. Cause there's times I played a card thinking it would counter based on the status but I'd have to be an attacking card, not a defending card. 
There's a lot going on here, but it actually is not as complicated as it sounds. And one of the reasons that is, is the UI does a fantastic job letting you know what's going on. You get plenty of time on your turn to look through your cards, determine what you want to do. So I think the game does a fantastic job of teaching you, and they even have a mode dedicated to that. Now, I do want to note, as the attacking player, you get to initiate everything. So if you go to summon a minion on your side of the field, the uh, action will then go to your opponent, and they have the opportunity to summon as well. But if they don't have any minions on the field at the start of the round that you're attacking... You can throw all your minions into attack position and attack them outright. The only thing that they can do to counter it is to use any spells that they might have. Yeah, so there's a lot of strategy there. And um, and I've seen a lot of the good players I've seen on Twitch or YouTube. They tend to just pass those first three rounds because they want to get that mana pool that Scott talked about. They want to get that built up. 200% as quick as possible. So they'll not worry about taking a little damage here or there in the early game to be able to build up that mana pool and then start really um, hammering home the damage thereafter. Now, Mark loves collectible card games, so do you have anything to add, Mark? <laughs> uh, as you can tell by my silence. Um, so, yes, I, I, f I found the game very pleasing uh, to the eye. Um, I love the animations behind a lot of the... Uh, the UI and and there was um, just the different there's different modes and all this. I'm just I never played Hearthstone, so I I don't really have anything to compare it to other than Gwent, which I wasn't a fan of. But yeah. um, it, in my opinion, I like this more than Hearthstone. But that's someone who doesn't play a lot of card games. Yeah, I, I just you know um, it took me a little bit to get into this one because of the uh it, it's it seems bigger it seems uh more immersive than than gwent was and that's a good thing for people that love these games but uh for me it just it took me a, a little while to get into it mm -hmm. and before we hop over the paywall scott the presentation here to me is top notch it looks great oh by far and, and when the cards are hitting each other they have that good thumping effect you know and hearthstone does it extremely well too but it for a card game it makes the action feel real nice when your characters level up that these incredible animations like it just it's it, it does all the right things to make something as mundane as a card game feel like an action game you get little avatars and we'll get more into that on the paywall and, but i love the presentation here it the, looks uh, fantastic the one, the one thing I, I can sing this game's praises about is the uh, the animations when you have I, I guess it's maybe your champion attack or uh, I forget what what cards actually have the animations, but uh, there was one animation that had the the graffiti, and I swear I don't know what card it was. I think it was Jinx, maybe I'm not sure. Maybe, but yeah, the Jinx is the one that does that when your hand is empty. She yeah, levels Jinx. up. And right, but yeah, all the uh, champions when they level up, they have an animation. And I, I want it to be noted that even with as heavy as the anim animations are and a lot of the graphics on this, this game on mobile is not a battery hog like Hearthstone is. Right. Yeah, I didn't notice the battery usage, but I usually play plugged in. I'm in bed, and plus, 
we're all quarantined, so I'm at home all the time anyway, so I'm pretty much plugged in anyway. But it runs extremely smooth. The load times are so short. I've been playing a lot of TFT Mobile, and the load times on that are horrendous. But the load times on this are real great. I found matches extremely quickly. Scott and I played a match very easily. The initial friending of each other took a little bit of getting used to because you have your name and then a number that follows. So that wasn't quite as intuitive as I would like. It wasn't just saying, my name is Jeff. Find me on here. It, there was a couple more steps. But uh, once you do that, it's real easy to jump into matches with your friends. We played like four or five matches back to back to back. Building your decks is really fun. And we'll get into the card acquisitions when we go over the paywall. But after a few rounds, I was like, okay. I went in and I built a deck and I did okay. Like I didn't get stomped with it. I won a little bit. So, and once I played a game with that deck, I said, I think I need to tweak this. This card's useless. I'm not using that in this deck. And I pulled some other ones in. So just that tweaking and playing because you can get in and out of game so fast that it makes the commitment to a deck not feel that like a big of a deal. They're real easy to edit on mobile even, you know, um, from the presentation and the gameplay, I really am impressed with this. And it is a cross-play between PC and mobile. We tested that out with Nomic, and that one went very nicely, actually. Awesome. Yeah, I would suspect it would be, and especially with the company of the pedigree of Riot, that that would be the case. And I, 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 don't, I didn't play this on PC, but this feels a lot more fleshed out than TFT Mobile does. Like, it, I think TFT on PC and TFT on mobile... There's a big gap between the quality there. Uh, the game works fine, but from what I can tell with this, this is fully fleshed out on mobile, and it fits right at home there. The only thing I had a uh, real issue with was I created an account. It wasn't a Riot account. It was the other option, maybe Game Center or something. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you can click the Google button and sign it with your Google credentials right. or probably uh, and, Apple. And then... Probably after the first four days of having the game, I had it, the game did an update. I guess you know Riot Games pushed an update for it and made everybody convert to a Riot account for the game. And for whatever reason, I lost all of my my progress. I had built a, a you know whatever deck, um, mm-hmm. and then you know it, it just it kind of it kind of soured me in that aspect. And that's that's not the game's fault, but. Uh, it just it's soured the me. Developers' fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, um, I don't know why they they push everybody to get with uh, you know get onto a riot mm-hmm. you know, riot account. But after I did that, I you know rebuilt my deck, went through the whole tutorial thing again, and then you know fleshed out some other some other uh, play options. Um, but uh, aesthetically, the game is top notch. And we should mention, too, you don't have to create a deck. There's a handful of starter decks uh, that you can use that are plenty powerful to get you into the game. Um, but I don't think there's much else we can say without going over the paywall. After seven days of uh, logins, you also get a, another deck that you are basically gifted as well. Yeah, there's a lot of free stuff you get by logging and then just playing the game. So you get cards and we're almost we're buttoned up against paywall, but you get cards just by playing. Yeah, I, honestly, the card acquisition I would go more into replayability than even the paywall. Uh, well, that's 
Okay, we're going into paywall. I'm making an executive decision because I'm tired of tiptoeing. Paywall. I always hold up Fortnite as the gold standard of how to properly do microtransactions because they have one currency. You can buy enough for whatever you need and everything is cosmetic. Now, this being a collectible card game, you really can't do that. I mean, they probably could if you wanted to, but that's just the nature of card games is that you have to buy packs to get the cards you want. Now, the big difference here is, say, something like a Hearthstone or I don't remember if Gwent did it, but or even just regular collectible card games, you go and buy a pack and you open it and you got a random chance to get things. This game does away with that. You just flat out buy the cards you want. Uh, and you do that by buying gold or whatever. And you can use that gold to buy cosmetics like card backs, boards, characters, animations. Uh, they have really cool uh, emotes that I really love in this game. They're just... It's just one of those pieces of polish that you take for granted, but they're really nice uh, emotes that makes me want to spend money on them. And, uh, but you essentially buy what you want. So if you're building a specific deck and you need a specific card, you don't have to buy 15 packs and hope to get it. You just click, you buy the card you want. And then there's like four tiers of card, um, like common all the way up to legendary. And then the price based on that changes, but you can just go get what you want and build the deck you want you don't like if there's a bunch of cards you don't think you'll ever need or a particular way that you don't see yourself playing you don't have to have those cards in your inventory because you get to pick exactly what you want and that to me is so great like they had a um a starting bundle and it just gave you tokens which you can unlock by playing a game to buy the cards you want and you unlock this green dust stuff now they do have two currencies which shards shards which i'm not a huge fan of but it's fine but you can use these shards to buy cards and so really the cards just by playing the game you can kind of build up what you want and, and get where you want to go eventually the only thing you have to spend real money on i believe and correct me if i'm wrong is those cosmetics I, the, I, I don't know Yeah, I'm, it's all cosmetics that you have to spend money on right but you can spend real world money to get cards as well but again, I love the way they've handled it here, being able to buy what you want and that's it and not have to spend more money than you need. I think it's fantastic. And I mean, even the free to play option on this because of those shards and uh, other things that you can earn within the game, you don't have to purchase anything unless you want those cosmetics. So it's it honestly, there's kind of a pay to win aspect here, but then again, there's not. It's more of a pay to bedazzle aspect of more than anything else, I, because yeah. it's so easy to be able to earn what you need for the cards, um, and a lot of it's uh, we'll cover in the replayability because of you know other modes that this game offers yeah. to be able to unlock a lot of the stuff. Yeah, but and to me though, my threshold of considering something free to play is pretty low. If I can spend money to affect the gameplay in any way to me that's free to play it doesn't or excuse me uh, pay to win that doesn't mean it in necessarily a bad way but the way we classify games on budget arcade you can pay money to affect in-game play whereas fortnite for example you cannot you cannot pay to get a better gun 
you can pay to make that gun pink, but it's going to shoot the same bullets as every other gun. You know what I mean? But that being said, I think, like Scott said, Scott's definitely the guy who's going to play a game and grind out and get all that stuff. And I'm the kind of guy who say, you know what? Here's five bucks. Just give me the stuff now. But we're both going to have a really fun and similar experience either way. Um, how many decks did you make, uh, Jeff? I've only made one because I'm lazy. And okay. well, I've tweaked that deck a lot, though. So I made one deck. And I've gone and I've gone back. So we should mention when you build your decks, you have to have, you can have at most two classes or two, what do you call them? Alliances? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, there's some rule uh, around that. I don't think they're called alliance. They're they're called um, uh, territories or something like that. Regions, yes. that's what they're called. Regions, that's it. So that, that dictates what you can and cannot have in your deck. You can have up to two. I think you can even build a deck where it's just one region, but I think you may be shoehorning yourself in like having a disadvantage almost like pokemon cards whereas if you have fire types you need to make sure you have something else because you're just going to get hard countered by water types so i don't know how much of that actually applies here but you probably want to diversify at least a little bit replayability yeah i do want to say as we jump into replayability that mark loves collectible card games so i'm going to let him take it from here go ahead mark uh so the uh the replayability to me is pretty it's 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 very high with this game it's uh it's got your ranked matches it's got your you know uh friend matches where you can hook up with a with a partner it's got your ai matches uh it's even got a a mode where you're given yeah i think you have to win like seven in a row or something uh to against i think it's against the uh, the ai uh, but the replayability to me is is very high. It's um, all of the the stuff that you can get uh, just from playing, utilizing the cards that you get to retool your deck, to building a separate deck, to retooling that one. To me, it's very high. Uh, I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of these games, but to me, it's very high. Okay, what I want to mention though is there's a reward section within the game, and. On the rewards section, there's the regions, and what is it, uh, seven regions that you can pick from. And what you do is you pick a region, and then you start playing the game. And as you play the game and you get wins or you get losses, whatever, you're going to gain experience. And the experience is going to go towards whichever region you picked, and it's going to unlock different things that... It's basically like uh, you'll unlock some card packs, you'll unlock some chests, and the chests contain some cards usually, as well as the shards that you can use to make cards. Um, they have wild cards that you can unlock, and the wild cards are basically, um, they've got, you've got wild cards for every single tier of cards. You've got your, you know, your common cards, your rare cards, your ultra rare all the way up to your champion cards and so the wild cards you can get will give you the ability to make one card within that uh, tier and you can get all different all different uh, tiers for the wild cards some of them will actually give you champions as well i know like right now i am working on the uh, bilge water jeff which one are you working on uh i don't know the name of it the red one the red one <laughs> is Maybe Noxus, I think. Uh, sure. I'm working on Noxus. Now, I got to say something. 
Mark loves card games. So, Mark, what are you working on? Not this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which one were you working on? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, the one with, uh, I think his name is Garen. I had I Jinx know. and Darius, I think, if that tells you anything. Yeah, I think well, his I know Jinx Garen. is in, I think the Jinx is in Piltover, if that's uh, the name of it. Yeah, Piltover and Zahn is the one that Jinx is in. And um, so anyways, as you're going through those regions and unlocking stuff, like you can even unlock champions as well. Uh, but, you know, that's just part of the unlocking. And then under the play mode, there's what they call the challenges. I mm-hmm. basically like when I when we started playing the game, I told the guys that the challenges are pretty much the tutorial for yeah. this game, because not only is it like a challenge to for you to be able to use the cards that they give you. But it's also, it teaches you how to use those card effects. Right. And it basically teaches you the game. If you do the challenges before anything else, you're going to know how to play this game without any issues. I agree. I think it's a brilliant piece of game design that it almost feels like puzzles to a degree, but just a great way to ease people into the game along with that having the great UI where you can tap something to figure out what it means. You know, like if one of your characters is deep and you don't know what that means, you tap it and it tells you. It, it's just all there in front of you. And it, it boggles my mind that this is the same company that made TFT on mobile because TFT on mobile sorely lacks that sort of transparency and what's happening in the game and being able to teach you how to play it compared to this where all of that's up front it's very easy to understand so uh, well, i i can't say enough good that, things about this that, that's a sign of a good developer uh, and by yeah mind. i i think there's probably someone who's a head designer who's on this game who's who's brilliant because uh i compared to tft and i like tft i'm playing it a lot you can ask scott anytime he gets on riot he sees me on there playing it. i like the game i'm not just trying to crap on it but there's a there's a lot missing there that Legends of Ruterra has and does extremely well. The uh, Bilgewater, at the very end of it, I will unlock the Bilgewater card back as well. So Which you get fun. you know some cosmetics from it as well. As you're running through the, uh, the region uh, rewards, you're also gaining experience towards your what's called the Weekly Vault. Mm-hmm. And every Tuesday it unlocks. And however, you know, if you've gotten a lot of wins throughout the week, you're going to level that vault up. And the higher up that vault is, the more stuff you get out of it. I think uh, last week, um, after we had started playing, my vault was maybe level seven, I think. But I got like enough out of that chest that I was able to craft a lot more cards to be able to make some decks. Yeah. So there's also one last game mode. I don't think Mark brought up called. I think it's called Expedition, which essentially uh, is that's correct. the what was the mode called in Hearthstone? Ar- arcade. Uh, arena. Arena. Where you get to draft your deck. And 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 my understanding is that you get to draft these cards from cards you may not even own, um, and you earn yep. tokens by playing the game to play in the Expedition mode, or you can actually buy into it with money because you can't run out of those tokens and then you need to grind in the other modes to get back into that mode. Um, but that's the only thing that's kind of locked behind that, that you can't play as much as you want. Whereas the regular ranked and unranked modes, you can just 
play ad nauseum. You've got versus player, you've got versus AI, you've got the expeditions, and then you've got the challenges. And once you complete all the challenges, they, you can't replay those. Okay, well... I mean, I wish Mark would let us get a word in edgewise. A word in edgewise. <laughs> yeah. I, I know he loves this game and he loves card games, but so I think I think one thing that needs to be said about the replayability is that while yes, it is high, much like Gwent and much like uh, last week with the Town of Salem or whatever the game was called, we um, don't remember that game. <laughs> the these games take a long time. They, they take a while. You have to devote some time to, to, to sit around and, and, and play a match. And you could, I mean, it could be 10 minutes, could be 20 minutes. Uh, but the UI and the, the look and the feel of playing helps pass that time is because you're not just staring at cards. You're staring at animations. You're, you have the ability to look while somebody else is, whoever you're playing is, is playing a card. You could be looking through your cards and and mm-hmm. seeing what seeing what they do, and and so they play a card, and you go, oh, let me see what kind of cards I can play to counteract that card. I think that's one of this game's saving grace, in my opinion, because I'm not a card player. I don't mm-hmm. I don't enjoy these games. What? So so having that ability is paramount. Is because it's almost like you're not waiting. You're not waiting to do something. You're always mm-hmm. able to do something you can always click on something uh see what this does oh if i play this i can uh, have this spell card which would make my attacks higher uh so that that's huge in my opinion to to having this game above others well and i don't know if you guys noticed this and i didn't notice it till i was watching a streamer there's a little button in between the two nexuses on your left which is for those listening are the little things that represent your health pool. If you hover over it or click it, I think you will see the uh, results of your actions before you take those actions. So you'll see what gets damaged and how, um, right. and it just adds a little more, again, visibility, a beautiful feature to what is happening with the systems. Not to keep going back to TFT, but that's what it's missing. It needs something. It needs this sort of transparency with the game system. So you can learn easier and this game has everything. Now, if it weren't for the fact that Mark does not like this genre. Okay, I'm going to bring it to sushi. My friend Jason, his wife does not like sushi, right? And it's like, how do you not like sushi? So, I, and people are always like, well, you haven't tried this sushi. So one time she tried the best sushi I've ever had and she did not like it. Oh, I guess you just don't like sushi. If you don't <laughs> like this, Mark, I guess you just don't like digital collectible card games and that's fine but to me this is like the cream of the crop no and i could see why i I can i completely understand where you're coming from i completely understand it's just not for me so full disclosure i was not really i mean i liked it it was the polish was nice i wasn't playing a whole lot of it because it was kind of like yeah whatever because of the pre-constructed decks that I could play with. And they were, they're not bad decks. And I was winning with them, you know, fairly regularly. But it was just like, I needed to play something different than those. Because everybody and their mother that I was playing against was playing those same decks. Right. So, I went online. And I found a couple of uh, budget decks. Because uh, they were decks that you could easily craft. Because most of them are like common cards or maybe rare cards. Not mm-hmm. very expensive. 
within the game. So I, I crafted one of those decks, started playing with that, and lost more than I won. Uh, but it was still a pretty decent deck. It was a fast deck. As long as you killed your opponent quickly, it worked well. But a lot of the times I couldn't do that. And then so actually today I constructed a deep deck. And it's kind of like a hybrid deep, deep deck. That thing is insane. I've only lost two matches and I think I played around 12 or 13 of the matches. Mm -hmm. And I went from, you know, I never did look at the what the ranking was in this game but i went from i guess you start at like a like a silvery looking thing around your uh your your player icon and then the next level up is like a bronze and i'm like in bronze two or three i think mm -hmm. and that was like i think five or six levels from where you start at whenever you start doing the competitive the uh, the ranked matches and so that deck is pretty decent that I was able to create myself. And now I'm actually enjoying the game more so because I'm playing a deck that I was able to construct and I'm actually doing really well with it. Right. Every, and that's what I was saying. You were asking how many decks I've made. I only made the one. But every time I play a game, I'm thinking, what doesn't need to be in this deck and what can I put in here instead? And that, to me, is such an addictive process that keeps me coming back because my deck wasn't bad. Like, Scott played against it. And I beat him once, and he beat me once, and then I beat him once, and we just went back and forth. And so, I, yeah, it's got all the addictive nature that you would want from this style of game. Let's talk a little bit about the UI on this. Looks amazing. Uh, well, I wanted to highlight one thing. So, on mobile, on the uh, home screen, if you tilt your phone, the uh, background of the uh, home screen will actually move, which is really cool looking. Well, I think you can even do it on PC when you're moving your mouse around. Because uh, when oh, I was really? watching Swim play, I think it does it on PC as well. It's not just exclusive to mobile. Okay. I, as far as I could tell, the UI between mobile and PC were really close. Like, I didn't feel like I was taking any sort of... And anyone who's listened to the earlier days of this show knows I don't like playing on my phone that much. I find it to be cumbersome. But I... I don't feel like you're really taking a hit here by playing on mobile at all. No, not at all. I think the only the only bad thing I can say about this game is the uh, friend section. Yeah. It doesn't tell you when your friends are online. There's no indicator that you even have friends online unless you click on the button to be able to show it. It is nice, though. It does show other Riot games that your friends are playing in. So if you have a bunch of Riot friends... You'll be able to see what games they're in at the that current time. Yeah. But other than that, it doesn't really give you any, any indication where your friends are other than, you know, you have to actually go into there and be like, oh, Jeff is on the on uh, Team Fight Tactics. Let me harass him via text so yeah. he'll play this game Which with me. you did. <laughs> so I would say yes. keep your Riot sign in because at some point in the very near future, they're going to release a mobile-friendly version of League of Legends. It's, it's something Wild Rift or something like that that's going to be a more mobile friendly in the sense that it's going to be shorter matches and things like that. So you're going to be able to use that same login to go play that. And then when you get home and you play on your PC, use that same login. And I think that's actually a good thing that they all... I didn't bother me to create a Riot login because I was going to play Team Fight Tactics because everyone knows I love auto chess games. And when that MOBA comes out... Well, not only that, we've got the uh, new uh, first-person shooter that's coming out from Riot as well. It's going to mm -hmm. be free to play. Right, Valorant. So, I creating... It, 
that's the type of login where I'm actually going to get some usage out of it. It's kind of like your Battle.net, I guess. Um, although I play more of these games than I do like Hearthstone and stuff like that. So. Also, the nice thing about Riot is if you have uh, Twitch Prime, right. Riot does a lot of stuff giving away within the uh, Twitch Prime. I got so both you can TFT use that. I know, uh, stuff and yeah, Legend Tactics. of Ruterra stuff. Yes, they both have something currently in the current month that we are doing. Like what kind of stuff? Skins, mostly cosmetics. Um, I know this game. This game was actually it's uh, the uh, uh, wild cards, so you can be able to make more cards. Cool. And then what was the team fight tactics? Was skins. Yeah, it was skins. It was like I got like a laser beam and a skin or something. Uh, the way, well, we're okay. not going to get into team fight. We'll at some point review it because I haven't put Mark through an auto battler yet. Um, <laughs> whereas I'm part of the reason Elliot quit because he just got tired of playing auto chess games. <laughs> now I, w- I will uh, say I based on everybody's rec- games in general based on everybody's recommendation on the discord i downloaded chess rush it's a good uh, one how you liking it i like chess rush that's, I, uh, I can i tell you what let's review chess rush because i'll, I'll give you all my feedback on that one we would need to do a yeah, like a revisit that. but it has changed <laughs> a lot and actually my opinion of the game has changed i won't get into it but Chess Rush has that visibility that I'm talking about, that level of transparency that I want from TFT. Chess Rush has that. I feel like everything's right there in front of you to understand. Yeah. Um. Judgment. All right. So at the end of each episode, we decide if the game deserves our seal, which is our general thumbs up or thumbs down, needs a two-thirds vote to be approved. Mark, what do you say? Now, Mark, we know you love card games. Right. So So try to rein in your review here. So I'm going to throw you a curveball. And I'm going to recommend this one. Uh, it's it's a you know it's very pleasing to look at. Uh, the replayability is very high. If you are a digital collectible card game player, this game is for you. This game is completely for you. It's it's the coup de gras of card games. The the pinnacle of everything that is a, a card game and everything a card game should be. Download it now. Play it to your heart's content. This game's awesome. See, this is why I brought Mark in. Because he can separate his feelings from the game oh, I can. to actually give it an honest review. <laughs> give, me some, give me some garbage where I can't invert my controls. I'm pooed on it the whole episode, even though I hadn't played hey, it. Hey, that that game was trash, hands well, down. I don't even think Mark I didn't even have to one. play it to know that. That game was horrible. Yes, it was. Jeff, what do you say? I mean, you already know. It's fantastic. And I'll say... That this genre isn't even necessarily in my wheelhouse. Like, I'm not... I don't like Hearthstone that much. Um, you know, anyway, you I've, go back and listen to this episode if you want to know why. But yes, absolutely, this is fantastic. This is, to me, the top tier, cream of the crop, collectible card game in digital format. This is my wheelhouse. This is my genre. I love playing Hearthstone. And this game is definitely going to stay on my phone as well. Me too. Honestly, it might even replace Hearthstone. I was going to um, ask... I mean, obviously, this is the new thing on in town, and so sometimes that just feels fun and exciting to play. Do you like this more than Hearthstone? I'm I'm winning more than Hearthstone, but I'm also a higher rank in Hearthstone than I am on this. So, eh, I don't know. I I I yeah. feel this game that I can craft a deck that's going to be formidable for. Formidable, little few more syllables to be able to. Formidable, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Formidable. 
And now I got to leave that in. Thanks, yep. Jerk. <laughs> You're welcome. But anyways, um, I feel that I actually have a chance to play this game and actually get somewhere within it other than Hearthstone where it is definitely pay to win. This one is more like I can craft whatever card I want mm-hmm. without any issues. The weekly vault gives me that option. So say I'm not doing so good this week. Um, I'm going to craft a different deck in the following week. All I have to do is wait for Tuesday, pop open that chest that I've been saving up into all week and getting enough stuff to be able to make some awesome cards mm-hmm. to throw in my new deck without a problem whatsoever. So, yes, this gets my seal. Uh, we got a three-way all the way approved across the board, so this is Budget Arcade approved. I gotta um, say, too, what do you think? This is, if you're interested, get in now before it gets overrun with tons of updates and becomes intimidating, because right now, it's in this wonderful place. Everyone's learning how to play. Now's the time to start learning. Well, not only that, now's the time to unlock all of the stuff that's sitting there for free mm-hmm. that everybody else is unlocking as well. Once, you know, you get all that unlocked, you don't, you won't have to be, you won't be behind the eight ball when it comes down the road, when everybody else has everything lo- unlocked and you're still working your way through the new stuff. But we did have one listener commentary, uh, Nomic dropped a line in what he thought about it. Uh, which one of you guys wants to read it? I'll take it. Because there's only one man on this planet who likes chest rush more than me. And his name is <laughs> Nomic. And he left commentary for us. He says, my opinion of the game Legend of Ruterra is short. It's a good enough card game, but after playing it for a while, I don't think it's unique enough to make it stand out among the rest. It isn't bottom tier by any means, since it's relatively high compared to other ones such as Quint. It's easy to get into, easy to play, runs smoothly, and does cross-platform well. It simply didn't hook me, but for all digital card game players, I would recommend checking it out just the same. It's easier than Magic the Gathering or Quint, more stable than Minion Masters, but doesn't feel much different than Hearthstone. Besides lack of extra DLC and lack of seasons. It's, it gets a seal from me for those card game fans, but it isn't a chess rush. That's for sure. <laughs> I love how right. he uh, we appreciate that brings moment. everything back to chess rush. Absolutely. Man after well, my own heart. He's, he said that is his gold standard, and that's what he's going to review any game that we play against chess rush. Yeah. If it stacks up to chess rush, I'll say this. then that's where he's going. People who play TFT, Underlords, the Drodo Auto Chess that haven't tried Chess Rush, it's from a presentation and like the way it looks, it's hands down the best one. Now, they've made some changes this latest season that have annoyed me a bit, but I still think same it the way it looks, plays, the presentation, the way it just gives you all the information you need right up front. It's fantastic. Um, I think they can correct some of their missteps that they made this season, and I'm back on board. Everybody else can learn a lesson from this one to take a, a game that is complicated, but allowing you to learn by making everything readily available to you. All right, so next game we're going to be playing is Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, it releases on the 27th, so if you're hearing this uh, when it re- when this releases, uh, you'll have a day before you can download it on PC. Uh, I believe it's already out on Xbox. Um, I know we were able to download it on Xbox already, but the full release on the 27th through PC, so that'll be the Wednesday after this goes live. I'm pretty excited about that, Jeff. 
Yeah, me too. I enjoyed the one on um, on PSP, so we'll see how this goes. It'll probably be yeah, shit. I'm looking Twitter. forward to it. Yeah. The bad thing is, since it's on my Xbox, I'm going to have to try to find time to play it when uh, everybody's not hogging the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Budget Arcade. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Budget Arcade, and our very own website www.budgetarcade.com We want to thank everybody for joining us. Want to help support the show? You can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to it. We're on multiple platforms. Uh, You can leave us a kind review wherever you listen. Uh, We prefer that you would leave it on iTunes because that's basically the gold standard where reviews are being looked at. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash budgetarcade and you can be one of the uh, select few like Nomic who gets to hang out in our special Discord server. That's where we make the naughty jokes. Yes. Actually, we just talk about chess. You can rush, purchase. Really. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about other things too. Yeah. You can purchase our t-shirts and other apparel at hotkeygaming.com slash budget hyphen arcade. And don't forget to use promo code. But biscuits. That's B-U-T-T. And if you can't. B-U-Iscuits. B-U-Iscuits? I don't know how to spell biscuits <laughs> without looking at it. B-I-S-C-U-I-T-S. Biscuits with a Q Very good. and a Z. Biscuits. Biscuits. <laughs> if you can't support financially, be sure to tell a friend about the show. The more people who listen, the better. You can send any hate mail to show at budgetarcade.com. Music is provided by Stimmage, and you can download his music at metroidmetal.com. Uh, you can also join our Discord from our website as well as our Twitter account. And game on. Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.